we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. The vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, oh man, um, there there were possibilities on what we were going to call tonight's show, and let me tell you, it's a choice term that I really, really, really wanted to go ahead and put out publicly, but I thought... Yeah, probably not a good idea. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty well everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. And just to get it off the ground straight away, I have my glass. I have my drink. It is a very deep, dark. It almost looks stout, except that it's, uh, it's, uh, well, it's Coke. Because I had beer earlier today, and it was actually pretty good. Over on the Discord server, uh, you'll see the list of the beers. Because we went to a uh, we went to a, a new German place that had opened here in Buffalo, and it was actually pretty good beer. I had the dark stout guy, which was very much like uh, Guinness. So that was actually pretty good. Introducing you to uh, the crew, Midwest of the U.S. Bridget, hi. From the right-hand coast, where currently there are no tornadoes, I'll explain in a second. I'm an tech. Good evening. You know, it is an interesting evening. Um, my SO and I were traveling about today, and I had the, uh, the musings that, you know, if there were taste buds on the human penis, men wouldn't stick their dick in a whole lot of different things anymore. That's entirely possible. No. It's a good night to do that. And over the water, over to Paris, France. Joseph, good morning. Good morning, sir. There you go. Yeah, I'm I'm making a joke about uh, tornadoes because I got to talking to my little one uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, Friday, as a matter of fact. Uh, he had the opportunity at college to go through the costume department at the college with a bag because they have a they have a day where it, it's costume buyout and folks were invited to come out with a shopping bag and you know whatever you can stuff in the shopping bag you can take with you for five bucks because they just need to clear out stuff and he asked me for the i don't know how many of you know about these the ikea bag that we have for those of you that have never seen the ikea bag it is it is glorious. It is large. And the folks went ahead and said, and for those of you that have got these like really big bags, no, we're not going to disallow it. We may charge you extra, but yes, you're allowed to bring that with you. So I gave him the big Ikea bag and he came away with a whole bunch of stuff. So he was, he was very happy about that, but that, was that phone call was predicated on the text message that I got shortly before it that said, just want you to know I'm safe. There were no tornadoes. <laughs> Fucking what? So of course I had to call him and find out what the hell he was talking about. Uh, apparently there was a tornado warning for the area, which the college was right in the middle of, and it's like, well, you know, of, of all places that there could be one. 
you know, that college campus is actually pretty good because all the all the places are made out of brick. I don't mean like concrete. I mean like brick. So, you know, the likelihood of anything getting damaged from a tornado over there is. Well, you got your choice. I mean, pick the tornado or the Canada goose that are milling on the front property. I mean, personally, I take my chances with the goose. I think. Tough call. Yeah, it really is. Because I was about to say, but at least, you know, the Canada goose, they, they would have some semblance of um, humanity, empathy, sympathy, and then I... Mm, no, they wouldn't. No. Versus a tornado that just doesn't care. So... It's about the, the difference between the two, between a tornado and a goose, is a goose will circle back around and come after you if it misses. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. So anyway, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you couldn't tell already, normally I would have gone ahead and given you a, a warning about it. But, you know, by now, most of you should know whenever I put a not safe for work and the fact that you have to actually log in to say, hey, uh, you need to be 18 plus to watch this one. By this point, you should pretty well know. So if you shouldn't be listening to the show right about now, turn us the fuck off. Listen later. Because if you get into a problem, fuck you, and and fuck all of you, and fuck you. There you go. Uh, the question had come up, by the way, as far as to well, what uh, what what would the show have been called otherwise? I'm not going to explain the why or where it came from, but the show was almost titled "Cunt Punch." We will explain only in the barest sense a little bit later, I promise. I've not heard that phrase in a long time. Oh, yes. And trust me. What's, what's even more interesting is when you see a woman actually perform it to another woman because they're pissed off and they're having a fight. I got two words for you. Letter, Kenny. It's not the same thing, but, I mean, kicking the crotch is as good as two in the bit. <sighs> No, wait, how? I'll, I'll figure it out later. I'm sorry, I'm still not past the first season. That's okay. I got to the end of the ninth season, and my Plex server went ahead and said, okay, so uh, what do you want? What uh, TV show do you want to watch next? Because that's all there is right now. And it ended on a cliffhanger, and I'm just like, what? No, 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 come on. We're... They had to stop production it, because it of on a super soft birthday party, didn't it? Uh, anyway, so we'll uh, we'll fill you guys in on uh, a whole bunch of everything else that's going on in a little bit. Uh, we'll have the horrible scopes for you momentarily before I get to the uh, opening for you. There is no new news on Rafe Badawi's condition. I did go looking. So, with no new news, as of the recording of tonight's show, it is now nine years, four months, six days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. And that's good enough for right now. I think it's good enough for right now. We'll see how things play out. Let me go ahead and uh, get rolling over here because we got uh, we got a lot to do. We got a lot to do. So, with five minutes on the clock, 
your five-minute freestyle is going to start right now. Coercion. It's a weird title for me, isn't it? Believe it or not, I got to uh, I got into a conversation with somebody, and and we're not going to discuss anything too far about it. But the concept of coercion had come up, and it it, it kind of ties in a little bit with tonight's overall theme. The idea of coercion in regards to, well, very specifically, getting vaccination. I know, I know, I know. Normally, I wouldn't bring this up, but there, there's there's a reason why I'm kind of taking it from this angle. I had somebody who had said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here just a little bit, that people should be allowed to make up their own mind. They should be allowed to choose whether or not to get vaccinated, and they should be allowed to decide what's best for themselves. Again, paraphrasing. And you know, I've, I, I've, I have this knee-jerk reaction where I just so much want to argue against it because we've, we've done that on many an occasion on the show. And in some cases, rightfully so. But I stopped myself and I thought about it for a second because I, 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 I really don't like being reactionary. I really don't. And I got to thinking about it. And there's a piece about this that kind of clicked for me. In, in my head, it, it suddenly came the question of how should it work? You don't want to be coerced into doing stuff. You suck when stuff is tried to be pushed on you. You're, you're, you've been obstinate all your life. It's true. But I got to think a little bit more about it, and it got me to realizing we shouldn't be coercing people into getting vaccinations. And before anybody goes ahead and starts, you know, wanting to go after me on this one, and, and I know, I know. Trust me, I know. I'm as I'm as shocked as you are that I would say something like that, but let me go on. We shouldn't have to. Because we shouldn't have to need to. You know, once upon a time ago, it used to be a simple matter of if you've got a problem, I'll be there to help. If you need me to do something for you, I'll be there. I've got a, I've got a pickup truck. You need to move house. Let me know. I'll be there. You have something that's troubling you. Here's my phone number. Let me know if I can help you. I'll be there. That's what these vaccinations are supposed to be. They're supposed to be our way, silently, no less, of just going ahead and saying, I am now going to be here for you. I'm going to take the magic don't kill me juice so that I help you. But that's not what it's turned into, is it? There's so many people at this point who are just absolutely, completely lost. They've, they've lost the, the train of thought. They've, they've lost the ideology of what we're supposed to be as a society. 
you know, once upon a time ago, if you needed a hand, if you needed help, if you needed a shoulder, if you needed a hand up, if you needed somebody to take a chance on you, somebody would actually do it. And is it because you won't get any acknowledgement for it? Is it because you're going to, whatever it is that you're going to do, it's going to be silently unknown. You're not going to get any kind of kudos for it. Nobody's going to praise you for doing the right thing. Really? Is, is, is that what part of this whole damn thing has become? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it happened this way. We should not have to coerce compliance with vaccinations for the good of people because the good people don't need to be coerced. The good people know full well it's the right thing to do and are just going to go and do it. It's going to be one of those nights, man. It's episode 380 on the docket, Your Honor. We know who's at fault. Like I said, it was going to be called Cunt Punch because... Um, you can blame it on me. You know, I, I was I was going to ask if, if I can... Yes, you can. <sighs> Bridget got in touch with me earlier this week because she had bad news. And it had everything to do with the people that she used to work with. I don't know how much you want me to go into or if you would rather cover... Actually, you know what? If If you would rather handle what pieces you want, I should let you go ahead and explain that part. Sure. My former employer had decided that, eh, yeah, mask mandates, mandates. Who needs to wear a fucking mask at work anymore? So let's just do away with the silly masks because we're tired of it. And, you know, so instead of giving them a two weeks notice to go to a you know, remote jobs since they were being kind of, you know, careless and we'd had COVID outbreaks in the office before, you know, and things like that. Uh, I decided not to go back to work because I don't want to die, right? And shortly after I left, one of my former co-workers who was still there got COVID. And... We're burying her on Tuesday at one o'clock. She didn't make it. And I found out that after she was admitted to ICU and, you know, put on a ventilator, then they decided, hey, we might want to revisit this mask issue and everybody's back to wearing masks again. Yay. She was vaccinated, wasn't she? No, she wasn't. Um, her doctor had ad- 
advised not to get vaccinated because she had health problems, and so she was not vaccinated. So she was one of those for whom it simply was not an option. Right. So, you know, it tore through one of the, uh, you know, sections that we worked in, and uh, she happened to be one of the uh, casualties. Most of the other people just, you know, got sick for a couple of weeks and missed a few days of work, but they didn't die. She did. And had just turned 61. So when Bridget got in touch with me to let me know what was going on because she needed somebody, I was there. At the risk of being full of myself for a second, I was one of the good guys because I was there. Yeah. And one of the things that she said, and I can't go scrolling back through it right now, so I'm going to slightly paraphrase. She said, the next person that goes ahead and tells me that I'm a sheeple for wearing a mask out in public is going to get cunt-punched now. Yeah. Hence the reason why this show almost got titled that. I thought about it. I thought about it really hard. I really wanted to do it. Yeah. And one of the one of my former coworkers that sat right next to me, if I ever see her again, I'm going to hurt her. I am going to hurt her. She was one of the worst ones. About how, oh, well, if you die, then it's because, you know, you're, you know, you're doing something wrong. Your health sucks and I'm not worried about catching it. I don't need a vaccine. I don't need to wear a mask because I'm young and healthy and fuck everybody else. And um, the worst part about it was that uh, apparently she was still conscious enough to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was. She wanted she wanted nothing more than to go home, but they couldn't clear the virus from her body, so she had to stay up there. And she was able to respond, you know, yes and no with head shakes while she was still intubated and everything. And uh, when they took her off the ventilator Thursday night, Within a couple of minutes, she was gone. But she was aware. So that's why tonight, we're going to go ahead. We're going to rail against these people. We're going to talk through why we need to go ahead and be on these people. And we're going to give you a very, very good reason to make sure that you hammer as much as you can about this as uncomfortable as it might be because that's what one of these shows is for i didn't greet you guys earlier because i've had you know this, this show on my head if you're with us live you know stephanie Felis, hi guys i'm i'm sorry i didn't greet you before yeah i, I got you over there thank you we'll do the horrible scopes we'll kind of take a little bit of a mental breather for a moment 
and then we'll go ahead and we'll actually, you know, uh, go ahead and and go after everybody that uh, that needs it and deserves it. So, yay. So, I don't see you guys all being able to log into the uh, uh, into the horrible scope. So, you guys, you guys, good to uh, to do. Well, that's a resounding help. I'm good. Okay. Well, we'll see. You know, uh, I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah, everything's okay. I just learned the quick key to mute and unmute. No worries. It's not, it's not so quick. <laughs> okay. So then, to help things, uh, like I said, kind of float a little bit before we go a little bit deeper again, back for you for the horrible scopes. For those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, make it up as you go along. I don't care. Copy off of somebody else's carbon copy film. Nobody uses carbon copy. I don't care. Whatever. Get your rolling. Aries. Picking fights with children is unbecoming for a person of your age. Yes, we're calling you out for being old. Go take a nap or brew some blueberry wine or go fishing or something. Don't care. Taurus, having nightmares is actually good for you, Taurus. You can get in your sleep while getting in your exercise by running in bed. Unless you kick your cat and have to run away from it. See, then you wouldn't be in bed anymore? Well, you'd still get your exercise because, I mean, you know, you wake up running in your whatever, you know, just. You wouldn't be asleep, though. Well, I would hope not at that point. Hold on. Gemini, Canadian cobra chickens are staging in the next country for an invasion of your home. Your only protection is to stay indoors. We don't mean overnight or a couple of days. We mean forever. Once they spot a doorway you can escape through, They'll leave guano landmines all around it. Your only hope is that they're using Apple Maps and can't <laughs> find your house. Cancer Moon Child. Can everyone hear me? Okay. Yep. Uh, about those, about those winning New York lotto numbers you gave last week. Apparently those are the winning numbers from this week. Sometime in the early 2000s, we've since sacked the we've since sacked the intern who was responsible for that mix-up. But you shouldn't be gambling anyway, so stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> you just read Leo's. Oh, did I? You know what? That's okay, Leo. That was yours. Oh, we'll you. backtrack. Mm-hmm. I got it then. Cancer Moon Child. Thank you. No worries. The idea of automating your dinner preparation was impressive until you got to the cutting part. Attaching an electric carving knife to a steam-powered chopping arm without a safety guard in place was just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> it's, it's res- At least you can still count to 10 and base 8. Virgo. Thanks. 
Joseph. Nobody wants to talk with you about sex. Nobody is going to ask you about your sexual experiences. Nobody is interested in who you want to have sex with, especially if they're dead. Stop springing up the subjects and tries to have the normal conversations with your friends at the bars. Libra, indulge in a good dinner sometime this week. Chicken curry with dark meat, pork chop with stuffing, or small meat lasagna can last you several days and make you feel good about yourself. Just don't drink a full bottle of wine with that. Unless it's one of those little tiny ones. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that last part. Uh, Scorpio. And we're on the right one this time. (laughs) You're actually going to be doing all right this week, Scorpio. You honestly won't need our help. So we're just going to let you have a week free of our interference and not tell you how to catch a bat that's flown into your basement. I've done that before. I damn, when I was really young. Wow. Yeah. Sagittarius, the field of 3D printing can be fun if you know what you're doing. Printing copies of old AMT or Revell or Tamea model kits is great for yourself, but you still need to paint them and add decals and glue them together and keep your pets away from them. Do you really have the patience for that anymore? Consider that question before you burn through $20 worth of filament when the calibration goes wonky. Capricorn, with all the leaves falling to the ground, instead of burning them or carting them off as garbage, just pile them into a corner of your property to make fertilizer. All you need is a little room, a pitchfork, and the patience to spread the stuff around your flower beds and gardens later. And if you need to keep it warm, you can always add flammable liquids later. Remember, the liquid should be flammable, not on flame when you try to pour it in. Big difference. Yeah, the big difference is if it's on flame and you try to pour it in, you wind up on a TikTok video. Aquarius. Shopping for new technology to replace older stuff is not the way to go this week. Go shopping at secondhand stores and get something new to you to play with. You'd be surprised at how much fun the old Atari 2600 games were, generally speaking. Just don't buy combat if you can't invite someone over to play against you. Pisces, you have some unusual tastes in what you enjoy, and we're not going to judge you for that. You like sci-fi, but you also delve headfirst into theoretical physics. You hate chemistry, but love baking. I almost said banking. Uh, You roll your eyes at spending hours in a car but love seeing new places. Once you learn to accept all this, then you'll be able to properly tell others to saw it off when they complain about how you make no sense. Those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you enjoyed them, that's entirely inconsequential to me because nobody bribed me this week. Again, looking at you. 
But if you enjoyed them, great, wonderful. I have them posted online all over the place. You know, once I get the next one started eventually, you know, like Friday. We'll work it from there. So this one that that's Virgo, I want you to read that one because obviously something was missing in translation. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Virgo. All right. Nobody wants to talk with you about sex. Nobody is going to ask you about your sexual experiences. Nobody is interested in who you want to have sex with, especially if they are dead. Stops brings up the subjects and tries to have a normal conversations with your friends at the bars. Okay. There's a reason for it. There actually is a reason for it. And I'm entirely certain that tech knows exactly why it was written that way. Oh. Um. I'm tired. <laughs> My brain went to, oh, God, is he channeling Bellum? <laughs> that would be Squirrely Dan. So precious. Huh? Squirrely Dan. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Squirrely Dan's a nice version of Gollum. I'll take your word on that. Take your word on that. Anyway, so, yeah, if you're looking to try to figure out, it's one of the characters from Letterkenny. Squirrely Dan has this habit of adding S's onto the ends of words that otherwise don't need them. Yeah, like some some sushis and sushis. Don't say sushis and sashimis. He did. I could go for some sushis and some sashimis. Oh, nothing like sushis and sashimis. <laughs> because remember, great ice fishing actually, out there in Quebec. Yeah, I actually had uh, um, a yellowtail serrano uh, sushi appetizer today. I love sushi. We're not doing that again. We're going to get in trouble with somebody. <laughs> so Smells like fish. Tasty dish. Smells like cologne. Leave it alone. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to. So. This. This fucking show. Um. You know, I've noticed these people are willing to die to maintain an appearance that they belong with a particular group, that they are literally willing to suffer real physical death to not suffer their social death. You know, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get these people. I really don't. I mean, you don't get it because you value your your you value the human life at a greater level than a person's social life. But there are many people who put their social life on a pedestal higher than whether or not they are physically alive or not. 
And that's what we're seeing. We are seeing people who it's so much more important that they are properly associated with the proper group that they are willing to die to maintain that association. And because losing that association is paramount to death for them. Well, they think it's worse than physically dying because there are so many people who are afraid to lose what they have. They don't realize that they may have something um, that is causing them detrimental harm. They just know they have it and they can't imagine not having it. And they know if they don't do the thing that maintains having it, they will lose it. Whereas, you know, the unknown. So they would rather literally die to maintain their social status rather than their physical status. That's what we're seeing. And we're seeing a lot of it. Well, if you want to dig down deeper, um, you know, uh, once again, my thousand time litany, but I mean, you know, anybody who doesn't make value judgments for themselves decides for themselves. If they don't decide for themselves, they never learn how to decide for themselves what's good or bad for their survival or anyone else's for that matter. Um, then, they can't go outside yeah. of that. It's, uh, once again, this stuck in survival by imitation. Yeah. I learned a valuable lesson in school growing up when I wasn't part of the popular kids or the popular culture. I liked to read. Um, my school lunch breaks, I would go to the library. I was the kid that didn't want to go to the playground. I was the kid that didn't want to be part of the food fight in the cafeteria. I wasn't the kid who wanted to hang out with the popular kids and talk about shoes or um, what brand jeans I was wearing or who did what in on TV, you know, or who was on the radio. Um, I had the music I liked. I had the books I liked to read. I would read a book on the school bus. You know, reading wasn't cool. And I realized that you know, if I wanted to be like them, I had to give up all the stuff I liked. And being with them and giving up reading, being with them and making sure that I was listening to the correct music and wearing the right clothes, it wasn't for me. Because it wasn't that important. Are you sure about that? Because uh, when I was growing up, I was much in the same way. But I wanted to be all part of that, and I mean, um, if you no, try, I didn't. If you I, I didn't to want to get up there. Tech, hold on, let him finish. Sure, sure. Yeah, if you want to be, because it's funny, because when you got, you've got uh, this school, um, especially high school, it's very, 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 very clan oriented, and um, if you have learned how to make. Uh, value dozens for yourself and you are you have begun to think on your own um getting into that kind of mindset it's it's almost impossible because i really get the impression when you're talking with somebody when you're in most clan baseball situations you're expected to react not think so 
you know, if you're actually going to think about what somebody says to you or a certain situation and all that, uh, um, then you're going to be immediately excluded. I mean, almost by, by default. Because if you think about it, um, in my experience anyways, there's, there's a certain social situation I'm looking at and I'm thinking about. It. And by the time I, um, it's sort of a gesture that I want to join or whatever. Too late. Yeah, Joseph, hold on just a it's, second. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, forgive me, just a just a second. Uh I'm having a hard time getting your uh your audio coming through correctly. Uh I'm kind of wondering if that's on my side or if uh the rest of you guys are hearing him properly. I'm I'm hearing a lot of static too. Okay, yeah. yeah he's breaking up. Static. Well, not static. I'm breaking, it, it was, up. breaking up. Yeah, it was it was like uh, you're losing the uh network connection a bit. It was kind of phasing in and out. Like 1980s television. No. Again. 80s television was a hell of a lot nicer than what we've got to deal with right now. 80s television, if you had a weak signal, you could still get the signal. You got a weak signal now, you ain't got fucking nothing. Pissing me off. Uh, Hello? Yeah, I got you there. Okay. It could be my network connection. So in uh, so in in the United States, um, I had elementary school, uh, preschool all the way up to um, sixth grade, and then junior high, which was seventh and eighth grade, and then high school, ninth grade to twelfth grade. And in elementary school, the six years in there, I tried to fit in. I tried to be like the kids. I tried to convince my parents to buy me the same jeans and shoes and everything else. I tried to go out to the playground with the other kids and whatnot. And early on, like first grade, second grade, sure, that kind of worked. But in third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade, I was no longer good enough for them because I didn't always have the, the newest stuff, you know. I wasn't rich. And um, so there was uh, – it, it, they weren't accepting. And so by the time I hit junior high – I saw what they had become. You know, if you weren't one of them, you weren't good enough and that there was nothing you could do about it. And I realized that being one of them, I wouldn't be happy because being one of them, reading wasn't cool. And I loved to read. I read Choose Your Own Adventure books. I read uh, science fiction, every science fiction book I could get my hands on, anything about robots and space. Um, and that was all the uncool stuff. So I ended up making friends with people who had similar likes, but they also had different likes because we were all essentially outcasts. And we talked about our likes and our dislikes, and we found common ground, but we also saw what uh, in each other the things that, oh, you like that, but I don't, but that's okay. We learned it's okay to be different through each other. I was lucky in that respect. So by the time I hit high school, my mentality was, I give a fuck what other people think about me. I like what I like. If you want to hang around me, you are welcome to hang around me. But if you start trying to fucking change me, go the fuck away. You know, 
we can sit and we can have a conversation. We can discuss why some things seem to be better for some people and not others. Talk about which book we think is better. But if you try to make me fit your cookie cutter, then you are gone. You know, there's and something... That was you. Yeah, <clears throat> forgive me. Uh, what I was going to say was that, uh, unfortunately for me, I was always uh, the outcast kind of personality. I got I got into reading a, a lot. Uh, you know, junior high school, I started to I started to read a lot. I had I had um, uh, soft cover books like you wouldn't believe. I ended up gravitating into the. Uh, the Star Trek section, and I read voraciously, uh, all things great, uh, all creatures great and small, uh, Star Trek books like crazy, uh, a bunch of, uh, science fiction, uh, fantasy, uh, the, the oh, Xanth yeah, books. I, I went crazy for the classics, like everything Asimov, everything Heinlein, I, and, and, and the rest of them. I, I get you. I read yeah, you. But for me, the problem that I ended up with was that I was I was a social outcast. I was not really with any any group in any way, shape, or form. So for me, the only thing that I ended up having a group thing for was music, sort of. And yeah, I had I had always been with orchestra. I wanted to learn how to play violin. As you can probably imagine, violin is not a very manly instrument, although some of the best ever have been male violinists anyway. But then I got and asked... still 37. Sorry? And he's still 37. 39, but close. 39. Close. He, and, and the first time that I had something that was a social grouping for me, was when I got asked to join the band because they needed a marching bass drummer. And suddenly there's a bunch of people that knew me and that was, that was really nice, but I was still very much an out. And I'm kind of wondering if for those of us who have been social outs before, I kind of wonder if that's, helped us in the long run to be looking critically at everybody else that's doing whatever the group think thing is. I mean, we don't have Jordash jeans. I know, I know, I know. Leave me alone. We didn't all have, you know, we didn't all have in television. Never we had Jordash. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were always on the outside looking in and looking at these insular groups that were group, group girls, especially. In high school, groups of girls, vicious, vicious. I'm there. There was one girl I still remember to this day. I still remember. She insulted me by saying, "Oh God, what the hell was it?" She said, "I forget how it ended up, but she she was deris she derisively said to me, "Eat me till my hips cave in." Okay. Yeah. I, I don't remember how the hell it came up, but it was a. It, 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 uh, I remember only in so much as that it was an insult of "you'll never get this," and I I, I don't remember the the whole of it, but I very specifically remember that part. 
And all these years later, I know for well that particular individual and the people that she was associated with, they grew up to be the bitches that we knew that they were back in high school. Karen. Worse. Oh, Absolutely God. worse. Karens are the ones who think that they're self-entitled. I'm talking about the ones who are so self-absorbed, they don't give two wits about anybody else's anything. Well, if, once again, if you don't know how to judge anything for yourself and you know, rely on imitation, then you don't know anything outside yourself. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't fucking exist. On a, on a cognitive level. Because I mean, once again, you know, you're, you're, um, person in that kind of mindset spends their life basically reacting to how different everything around them is to whatever they have in their head. So now these people, these self-absorbed don't care about anybody else people are the ones who continue driving this disease on and they don't care who they hurt in the process because it's not them it's not the people directly associated with them and if they were to try to do something good for everybody else well first off why should i do something good for somebody else what are they doing for me the ultimate capitalist system, by the way, might I add. So, you know, thanks, America. Fuck you, too. And it's I don't think we think... Yeah, oh, sorry. Keep uh, I'm sorry. What, what I was going to say was uh, to, to get you back over to that. And the worst part about it is the magic don't kill everybody juice is free. It literally costs nothing. Well, it's not technically free. It is being paid for by the government, which is being paid for by our taxes. So oh, technically, the, the person who refuses to take the shot is actually pissing away their money. No. And, People and that are refusing a shot want to be first in line when all hell breaks loose and they get sick from the shit. Yeah. And I they say, want free. Yes. Now, the reason why I say free, yes. Taxes pay for it. Yes. All the, all that other stuff for the individual person. If they show up at a site to get the injection, it costs them nothing. Now, now hold, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. If you go shopping for groceries in a store that has a pharmacy, there is a very good likelihood that you can get, if they give flu shots, the same damn shot for COVID, which means it literally costs you 15 minutes of sit-down time, maybe, and literally, that's it. There is literally zero cost associated with these people on an individual basis to go in and get the shot. And they right. won't even fucking do that. They won't do it because it costs them socially. Because the moment it becomes known that they have received the shot, their social group will say, oh, you're one of those uh, 
liberal, democratic, uh, hippie, socialist, uh, uh, pro-baby killing uh, murderers, and you'll all never those, be part of our group ever again. And then all of your words could be a perfect translation for different. Yes. You're not one of us anymore. You'll never be one of us ever again. You are now gone and banished. You are, you know, like what the religions do. They basically excommunicate people yep. or uh, whatever it is that the, uh, I forget the phrase for it now. This disfellowship. Or other, disfellowship. And it's all, it's all a form of shunning. Yeah. But now because we have, now it's worse. It used to be before the internet, if you got shunned by a small group, you could leave town and you could start over. Now you have the internet following you and the internet is everywhere. Yeah. So suddenly all your groups that you're no longer part of, you know, you're gone. You do something and wind up, you know, uh, you wind up getting uh, arrested and, and you go to jail and you're, you know, now that's up on your, on a social media page because somebody posted the video everywhere you go. Eventually, you know, some companies now look at social media to try to find you. And if they find you and you're compromised, they don't want to hire you. So that could literally lead to you not having a job anymore in your career field. Yeah, for anybody that wonders, you know, well, maybe it was better uh, before. Uh, not always. Not always. I mean, let's no. let's let's go ahead but, and. There, there, yeah, we couldn't call out and hold the really bad accountable because we didn't have the internet in the way that we have it now. It no, took longer, but we did still have situations like the very insular Utah. And the Mormon church who will watch over freaking everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, they're not allowed to have a, they're not allowed to have a, a bar where people can see drinks being mixed because that's just wrong. Weirdos. Anyway. And, and that's the point. You know, you are not part of our group. You are gone. And for some people, in the way they were either taught or the way they were, the way they picked up from their surroundings, whether it was nature or nurture, but however it happened, they value their social status more than their life. They value the opinions of other more than their life. And apparently the lives of other people that are around them too. I mean, yes. Let Yes, Let's, they are willing to let you die so that their social status maintains status quo. Let's remind some folks about what the what the stakes are for all this shit. Bridget, back over to you for this one, because uh, because uh, this is still chilling. We talked. I don't remember if it was. It was relatively recently. We talked at one point about the possible mutations for C-19. <laughs> and one of the mutations was one uh, would otherwise create the same effect as what measles can do. Would you be so kind to explain a little bit about that? Well, there is the possibility of a variant 
popping up that can evade all immune defenses. And, you know, that would, wouldn't matter whether you'd had COVID before or got the vaccination or anything like that. It would just do its thing like, you know, like you'd never been exposed to anything before. And I was never able to find that paper for you. I tried, but there are just tens of thousands of things that's on Met Archive, so I can't find now, it again. Considering all the shit that's been going on, somehow I'm not totally surprised. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an upset about that. <laughs> but the piece about this that was absolutely bone chilling when we talked about it was the possibility of what uh, of that mutation not only bypassing all security. But the possibility of it acting in a similar relation to measles, which does what to your immune system? Uh, I think it renders it naive. Meaning, you know, the, it, a blank slate. Your body forgets every immuno response that it has learned. Everything. Which means you have to hope like crazy that you can become after you, after you've got it ex out of your body. If, if you haven't been killed by anything else, it's, it's almost like what happens with HIV patients where they can't fight anything off, but you've at least got the possibility of maybe, maybe relearning all those immunizations again. Maybe, and I say maybe a lot right now because there is a lot of shit we still don't know about this goddamn thing. But the possibility, the possibility, the prob, I'm sorry, the probability of this happening is. It, it's, it's not, it's non-zero. It's non-zero. Yeah, it's non-zero. That's, that's, that's the scariest thing. That is the scariest thing. It's possible. It's plausible. And again, just because it's been shown to happen in a lab setting does not necessarily mean that it's going to happen in reality out in the world. We understand that. Yes, we know bullets kill cancer in the lab. But yes, you really shouldn't use that on a body. It doesn't work the same way. Can this thing happen? Yes. Sure. You know why it can happen? Because the large cats at zoos are getting COVID. It's cross species. No, that's not the reason. Yes, this, this, this thing has been crossing over from one. Right, which means it's mutating and mutations, if it continues to mutate, it means it's a non zero chance. Well, we don't know that it's, it's a mutation that's made that happen. Because let's face it, the origination. Uh, I know, I know. There's question well, marks is, about what happened with that. May well, have been. We do know that it also engages in recombination too, yeah. which is part of the problem that we have when we have people who are immunocompromised who catch this and cannot clear it. And the longer that it's in a host and the more replication cycles it goes through, the more mutations it picks up. So the people who have 
refused. Very important, very important term here. Those people who have refused vaccinations at this point, who are eligible and are healthy and are in a group that could otherwise receive it, which by the way, kids, it's common. It's common. Those who have refused are directly responsible for this thing getting worse and worse and continuing to mutate and get worse. Yep. And they refuse to take any personal responsibility for that. And for all of you who are doing it exactly that reason, fuck you. You have no idea how many people you've hurt, how many you've harmed, and how many you've killed. And we have no way of knowing either. All we know is it is a genetic certainty that you've allowed it to happen. And I say you collectively. There's the royal you. It's all the fuck of you fucks. Yes, I'm using up all the Fs that I haven't used in a very long time. And I'm out of drink. I almost never get Coca-Cola. This is one of the few times I did that. What the <laughs> hell's wrong with me? So that's what it comes down to. You know, we've got we've got all these wonderful people to thank for it. We've got 12 online accounts that have been spreading this misinformation. We've got Andrew fucking Wakefeld who's been priming small groups for exactly this thing. We've got Ms. Denpenny trying to prove, oh, I am magnet woman. Fuck you. We've got all these people, we've got all these groups that have been slowly manipulated over the course of decades, literal decades, to get to this point of being just stupid. I'm sorry, go right ahead now. I, I I really think that uh, this has been manipulated since we came out of hunter-gathering mode. I mean, you know, just look at how religions operate. Because basically, every religion and every quote-unquote social movement, it's it's based around this um, this this clan-minded uh, mentality that uh, that. Uh, talking about before and you know it doesn't matter what label or whatever imaginary figures or you know, um, idols it uses it's basically it's just a bunch of humans um following other humans or imitating other humans or obeying other humans or relying on other humans to decide for them what's best for their survival but if you want to make it in life you have to do this and do this and do this Instead of actually going through the work of learning for themselves, humans don't seem to want to go through that work, and a lot don't and won't, and will even refuse to do it unless they they absolutely have to. And even then, some don't. Many don't. I mean, people don't realize it, but depending on how you look at it. United States is slowly but surely becoming an aristocracy. It's under the veil of a democracy. 
of a democratic republic, but it's becoming an aristocracies. And they'll never say kings and queens and dukes and all the, and guards and all those labels, but we have them. And we are the peasants, even though they don't say it. And when you're down on a lower rung and you look up and you see all those people above you, there are people, especially these people who are in their social bubble, who don't want it to go away because, you know, uh, getting a shot associates them with other people. And their social group looks down on all the others as being the bottom rung. So even though they're technically down on the bottom rung or the second to bottom rung, by staying in their social group, they get to look down on other people and feel better about themselves, even though, you know, they're down here in the trenches with us, whether they realize it or not. So it makes them feel good about themselves. It's why it's so important to them. It's one reason why it's so important to them. It's not the reason, but it's one of many. And it's, uh, reinforcing. It's self-reinforcing to, uh, for those people to constantly ensure that they look down on the others. And even, even if they think they're doing it in a benevolent way, Oh, look at those poor people over there. I'm going to go help them out. You know, because I'm a kind person. They're, you know, when they do that shit, they're doing it to lift themselves up. They're not doing it because they care about the kind person. If they really cared about the kind person, they wouldn't be filming it and putting it out on videos and telling everybody about all this great stuff that they do. They would just go do it. They would just go, here's a human being in need. I'm going to go help them. And, and that would be the end of the train of thought. Yeah. Instead, it's become, there's a human being, there's a person in need. There's a peasant in need. I'm in a better situation than they are. Let me go help them and record a video and then post it to all my friends on fucking Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or whatever the fuck I want to use. And then I get to go to bed at night in my comfy whatever and feel good about myself. So I don't have to feel guilty about not doing more to help out more people. And anybody who's transitioned to autonomous thought, uh, autonomous survival, um, yeah, I have a hard time imagining doing something like that. What, what really like gets me is that these like, people want to do something and they want to feel good and they want to brag about it, right? The, they don't have to put any effort into getting a shot. They could go get the shot and then video it and go, look, I've just helped millions and millions and millions and millions of Americans by one tiny little act of kindness. Look how awesome a person I am. That should give them right there for the people who need that self-validation, self-validation, but it's it doesn't. Not, it's not self-validation when you're asking other people for validation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to them. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I just, for everybody listening to, to, to make that clear, that distinction. Because I mean, that's but the whole, for seeking the attention. Of, yeah. The, the seeking, the, whole, the attention seeking. The, the, yeah, but that's the whole point of bragging is uh, seeking validation. 
Right. Because when you do something that's good, you know it's good. You don't need anybody else's. Yeah, there's something that decides for you whether it's good or not. Yeah, there is something that I learned from uh, uh, from my first bosses. I, I've talked about them many a time. They're a wonderful uh, a couple of gentlemen. But there is a piece of them that I don't think that I've I've spoken about. They were Jewish. And there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. Tech, what is the expression a mensch? Oh, God. You're doing this to me at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> how, about, uh, how about I explain it the way it was explained to me and you kind of fill in whatever gaps? Yeah, go ahead. The way it was explained to me, a mensch is someone to be admired. They're a person who does, not because they're looking to get anything out of it, but because it's the right thing to do, because they're looking to be helpful to someone, not because they're looking to get any kind of glory out of it, but because they see somebody that needs something and they're there and they can do. So they're just going to go ahead and do. They're not looking to get anything special out of it, just the 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 knowledge that they helped somebody is enough, and they that yeah. My mom it. always said it was just a good person. Yeah, but I mean, um, it's actually uh, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. So somebody Google this shit. <laughs> I'm not in front of my computer. I believe it's Yiddish, as I recall as well. Yes. Okay. But they they kind of they kind of gave that to me, and that's that's one of the reasons why I am always so grateful to what they gave for me. You know, when when I I've, I don't even remember what the hell it was that I had done, but uh, one of them had uh, had used that expression to me, and and you know, <laughs> me the hell did I know? You know, sixteen. I mean, the, easy, the easiest way to remember it. Is if you think of Elf on a shelf, you've oh. got Mensch on a bench. It's a real thing. Yes, it is. And I took a picture of that a couple uh, a couple years ago, and I sent the picture over to uh, Rebecca Friedman. I did not buy it when I saw it at the secondhand shop, and I really should have, so I could have sent it to her. I really should have done that. They still make them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is, uh, the the point that I'm trying to get at over here is that we don't see that happening. The the people who just okay, probably a bad example. I mean the 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 mensch way of of doing, you know the the whole look. I'm I'm getting a shot because I I don't want people to die. That's not something that we are going to see the closest the closest time i've ever heard of somebody actually humble bragging that way if you will forgive me was one of the one of the green brothers i forget if it was hank green or john green one of them had said um i think it was john who had said I pay taxes even though I don't have kids in school because I don't want to be surrounded by dumb people growing up. I think we've got uh, both, I think a lot of us have 
that are said exactly the same things on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not a matter of people being dumb. It's a matter of people being primed not to trust people who are smart. They're also primed not to trust people who are selfless. Because if somebody is offering you something, there's a catch. Now, in defense, when I was growing up, my mom always said, there is no such thing as a free lunch. And if somebody is offering you something for free, you have to find out where the cost is coming from. Yeah. That cost might come in the form of a favor later on. It might come in the form of it was something that was going to be somebody else's and they took it away and they give it to you. Um, it could be tax breaks. It could be any number of things, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. But you should always find out where the cost is coming from so that you can judge for yourself whether it's good or bad. And the problem is, is that most people are taught, uh, well, of the people that I have grown up with and associated with, a lot of them were taught if somebody's giving you something for free, it's a scam. Yeah. And so that's a different outlook. You know, there's a difference between there's costs involved in everything, but sometimes those costs are not harmful to mo, you know, to, to society or to people in general, while other ones could be extremely harmful to you or somebody else, you know, um, so pay attention to where those costs are coming from. It's a different mentality. Uh-huh. And a lot of people are not prepared to do that. To go into that form of examination of here's this person offering me a shot. What's in it for them? I was like, why does there have to be something in it for them? Well, if I was going to give somebody a shot that could potentially save their life, I would want something in return. Okay. You're projecting in that case. What you should be asking is why is the shot free? How did it become free? Not what do they get in return? There's a, again, that's another difference. And we're seeing of those things, we're seeing a ton of projection. Okay. And some of the um, other one where, you know, they're skeptical because it's free. Not what's in it for what what's in it for you, but because they were always taught to be skeptical of free stuff. What we're not seeing a lot of is the first type. The first type being it's free. Well, how did it or why did it become free? And finding out the background. The word I like and that, 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 Yeah. Sorry. I was gonna say that's a major problem. Uh, the the word I'd like to underline in everything you said is projecting. Because, uh, you know, once again, it's another extended form of um, imitation. Whereas, you know, um, somebody wants to put everything into pre-prepared little boxes with labels on them, you know, that they learn from other people. Um, even this sort of projection is just a, it's a reaction. 
But it's even worse well, than that because in the United States, you might remember, uh, back in the early, oh crap, I forgot what year it was, uh, with, uh, with Nixon, with Watergate, it was follow the money because part of it was just the greed factor that was associated with well, who's got the money? Why do they have the money? Why are they getting the money? Where'd the money go? Where's it coming from? It was fall the money. And automatic association now is that that's bad. You should not trust anything ever anymore. You know, that's one of the major reasons why we're having such a large problem with Trump in this country is because for him, money's money. It's the power of having everybody do and, and uh, whatever he says and believe everything that he has to say. And there's a really, there's a really super important point. Sorry to cut, but uh, to come back just so I don't lose, we don't lose what Shujin said earlier. Gotcha. Uh, when, um, when you, when these people say don't trust these other people, there's an implicit, uh, or tacit would be a better way of saying, um, trust, but trust me added to the end. Agreed. Because you're trusting this person to not, you're taking his advice not to trust other people. You know, when you, when, when somebody is, if somebody's actually listening to quote unquote advice like that. No, you're right. And I, I believe it or not, as, as, as backwards as it might sound, I would much prefer if the stuff had turned into don't trust anyone. Because if you don't trust everyone, then you've got actual reason to find out what the hell is going on, which means that people will have to go, okay, you know what? I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Prove it. And in a backwards way, it would actually work to the advantage. Yeah, but it's like, uh, what's it, what is it, the end of Cognitive Dissonance? Oh, no, the Skeptic's Creed. Uh, yes. What was that? Uh, is that Cognitive Dissonance? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Doubt uh, even this. Yes. And it's, 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 it's great. It's great. Because the people who I would tend to trust tend to, not necessarily, but would tend to, would be the ones who say, you don't believe me? Here's what I've got that backs me up. Go look for yourself and see if I'm right. Right. Yeah. And not, do not confuse that with, well, the evidence is out there. Go search it for yourself. Damn straight. I am, I am so, I am so fucking over that cop out. Yeah, it, it has nothing because it's like it. Uh, somebody who says that it's like it's like the saying. Well, if you don't want to believe me, if you don't take everything I say, you know, without incredible uh, face value, then just fuck you, basically. That's it. You oh yeah, you're not going to believe me. Just uh, you know, straight off the cuff. Okay, then uh, you're no good to me. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, I mean, somebody, these conspiracy theorists—it's really funny because they they want to feel themselves, um, 
who want to see themselves as quote-unquote leaders uh, spreading the quote-unquote truth in much the way, same way, uh, in much the, the, the same way they gulb, you know, whatever whatever they were um, led to believe. And they're, they're just basically passing on the message at the same time as, a, uh, as trying to appear to be the source of the message without any evidence, of course. It's like trying to gain a social status, but, you know, trying to be the, the top dog imitator. Since childhood, I've watched this game and I've never understood it. I do understand it now, but I mean, it, I spent, it took me fucking 50 years to, to actually believe that people are this way. Yeah, and it's, it's, one of those things where for a lot of us, not going to say everybody or for any particular person, but for a lot of people, it's simply incomprehensible why people would behave in this fashion. It's never made any sense to me. I've never understood why people are cruel for cruelty's sake, why they don't help, even when it's just a, a minor, minuscule you'll never get thanked for it kind of thing. It's always got to be because. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's, maybe it's, I don't want to say fame. That's not the right word for it. Notoriety. You know, like, like we've, like we've said before, like, like Dallin has said before, you know, it's, it's all about them clicks. Why? Well, it's just like, you know, it's basically that accomplishes everything we've talked about until now. It's just, you know, um, feeling good about yourself because uh, you're following the status quo example set out for all of us or the, the clan by, and a lot of clan members won't even question the and quite often not even know the source of the dictate they're following or the example they're following. But it's like self-validation through validation by others. And it's still stupid. It's just, it's thoughtless. It's reactionary. There, There is absolutely no... There's no... Uh... Socially redeeming quality. How's that? Socially de- redeeming quality? No, for them there's a socially redeeming quality. It it just seems useless. I mean, if if something, if you just blindly imitate a, a behavior without um, considering its quality, and included in that is um, considering the effects that it's going to have on other humans around you, because people who react in this way, they're only interested in, like, like, the, like Tech said earlier, in, in, in self-validation. So there's not even any thought to the, the, the effects of the, the act that they're doing. Only that it, it is a quote unquote good thing to do because quote unquote everybody's doing it.
There's not but, a lot of intellectual work going on there. Well, what I don't get is people like, you know, Tucker Carlson trying to sabotage crap. God, if ever there was somebody who could take a cricket bat to the back of his knees. Oh, he's the, he's the, he's one of. I imitation self-declared leader. Well, people blindly follow him. Don't and, you know, he's, he's one of, you know, one of the main people that is encouraging violent behavior at school board meetings and things like that over masks. Yet his employer requires them to wear masks and to be vaccinated. What if he was is- totally against masking and vaccinations, why doesn't he fucking quit his job? Huh? The hardest thing to do, it, it's paradoxical because the hardest thing to do is to determine somebody's motives for doing something. But at the same time, it's something we have to do uh, if we're going to make up our minds about something, uh, about interacting with somebody or um, dealing with somebody even. Because, um, you know, he could very well believe every word he's saying. It could be just like a reactionary, uh, like all of his, all of his followers. And like I've said before, there's a very fine line between, um, a believer follower and a believer leader. You know, you've got one side that's looking to, looking for dictate. So that they know how to behave or feel good about themselves. And then you've got these quote unquote leaders who are enforcing the dictate that's not theirs. So truly anti vax, would he not have resigned his job rather than getting vaccinated? No. And this is one where I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna kind of dive a little bit into what I think would be the logical motivations. Now, I want folks to understand I'm going off the top of my head of what I know of him and what I know of the overall game um, gaming field is probably the best way of putting it. So it's entirely possible that I am completely in the wrong, but this, I think, holds a little bit of water. I don't believe that Tucker is actually an anti-vaxxer. I do believe, however, that he wants to keep himself from dying. Why wouldn't he leave if he actually was? Because he already has an entrenched population and a monetary aspect for not leaving Fox. If he leaves Fox, where could he possibly go? The only one that could conceivably have him that has a news channel broadcast of sorts would be OAN. One America that whatever, whatever the acronym is one America now or whatever, whatever the fuck they're calling themselves now. And to the best of my recollection, I don't believe that they have anything even close, even close to the viewership or the revenue numbers that Fox does because Fox, both an online and actual broadcast and cable has money coming in. OAN, yes, they are getting money from AT&T. And for anybody that's wondering about that one, yeah, that's one of their biggest supporters. Yes, they are getting money. But he would have to take such an incredible pay drop 
and he would lose so much of his people, why would he bother doing that? So the best thing that he can do for himself, because it's all about the greed, is to keep pushing the buttons right where he's at, because even if he really believes the shit that he's spewing, there's no financial reason for him to jump ship and kill himself, because it's all about the greed. He doesn't need the money. Who said anything about needing the money? Jeff Bezos doesn't need the money, but yet... It's about the greed. That's true. It's about the greed. And remember, it's not always about the monetary greed either. Greed has a lot of different facets to it. It could be the good feeling greed. It could be, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, because the good feeling greed could have been, instead of the dim clicks, the, the, the feel good squirty juice in, in your brain. What the hell is, uh, dopamine? That's what I'm looking for, right? Dopamine? I'm thinking of the right... I think so. Okay. The dopamine hit that you get from the dim clicks and whatnot, once upon a time ago, that used to be other recreational chemicals that were used. So, it's now transferred from recreational and, in some cases, deadly chemical abuse to, wow, look at that. Um, people are actually being shits to each other just so that they can say, hey, look at me. I'm being a shit to somebody. What do you think of that? Cool. You people like what I'm doing. That makes me feel good. So as far as to uh, my analysis on uh, on why Tucker wouldn't just roll up and, and move on. Any of that sound like it uh, holds any water to anybody else, or am I just spinning my wheels on this one? <sighs> I'll take so that, that tells as me. So that tells me he doesn't really actually give a shit about vaccine, then? I don't think he does. I think he wants to keep himself from dying, and the best way to do that is to just quietly do what Nobody else is telling him that he should be doing or whatever. I'm, my words are starting to run together because I'm starting to get a little bit tired myself. So, yay, joy. But I think you know where I'm going on that. He's a tool. There's, there's no other wording that I can think of. Man's a tool. And he's one of the biggest people that is responsible for all this shit. Oh, Felis. Endorphins. Wow, shit, look at that. See? You're actually smart. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I liked you. There's other terminology. Tired. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> This yeah, me too. I'm tired because it's been a long day. I'm tired because of all the shit that's been going on. I'm tired of having to look at people on the news 
and, and I and I've been I've been avoiding. I've been I, I've been a good boy. I've been avoiding a lot of it. I'm not doom scrolling, but I'm sick and tired of hearing about these people who are just. They're just willfully ignoring science, research, people who actually know what the hell they're doing. These are the, these are the same people that we grew up with who are just laughing and calling everybody nerds and, and you know, who, who needs to remember about books and, and who needs to know the quadratic equation and... and and now the nerds are the ones who are trying to save the world. And we're still dealing with all the other cliques who just don't give a shit. Because they're not cool. You know, if we could just disable every nerd-related product that these bastards utilize on a daily basis, on an hourly basis... Just take it away from them for, you know, two weeks and see what happens to them. That would be entertaining, I think. But that's just me. Yeah, that's just me. Living with a a 15-inch black and white TV with, with rabbit ears and a, a Mr. Coffee and see how well they do. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we can do with these people. These are our people. In some cases, a good number of these people are our people, meaning our ages. Some of us grew up to be, you know, relatively okay people. You know, I, I I would like to think that I did reasonably well for myself. Not spectacular, but I, I'm. This is the thing from from before the show started tonight. But I'm no John Barrowman. You know, I'm 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 no Mark Hamill. I'm no Chris Evans. I'm just me. I'm somebody who grew up as an outcast, as far as everybody else was concerned. And I grew up being mindful of people. I traveled. I, I, I learned. I stuck to my guns. I knew what was right and what was wrong, and I held to that, whether or not anybody else wanted to follow me with it. Well, the, the, the thing to underline in that is that you decided for yourself what was good. And paid the social prices for it. Uh, yep. And maybe that's a good portion of what it's all about. But was it really so bad? At the time. Mm -hmm. It sucked royally at the time. But if it had turned out any differently, you wouldn't be who you are today. Well, I mean, you move, move a whole bunch of planets around, none of us would be the way that we are, but be that as it may, I get you. 
Yeah, because, you know, these are lessons we learn. Like I've said before, like growing up, um, you know, with my parents arguing all the time and, uh, and then, you know, them <clears throat> coming after me about, uh, you know, having to get good grades in school. And I'm like, okay, why do I have to get good grades in school? And their answer is, well, so you can become like us. You know, put that into uh, the head of a, like your average nine-year-old kid who's just learning to think for themselves. Like, my reaction was, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. And I probably didn't discover until around the seventh grade, though, the actual point of uh, learning anything because of, uh, well, thanks to um, a critically thinking teacher who actually explained to us the point of, uh, you know, because we were taught to learn certain things because, well, you know, if you do A, B, C, and D, then you're going to get rewards from the higher-up people that you're going to depend on all your life. That's, that's basically, that's the message that education gives us today. But um, my physics teacher was like, uh, yeah, well, look at, uh, if you put this and this, this does this, and you can use this for this. You can do shit, you know. That that was just that. I almost want to say my brain woke up around that time. I must have been before the seventh grade. I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad way of putting it. I mean, when you start to make the connections, when it, when it finally gels in your head, yeah, it, it can absolutely feel like uh, waking up. I mean, the the that type of thing when. Uh, when I read uh, The Peter Principle and I understood it, I, I know exactly the kind of thing that you're talking about. It was, it was such, a, it was such a, a new way of thinking about things that I had not seen before or had anybody explain it to me that way before. And then suddenly, wow, this is new. This is right. Why did I never see this before? So, yeah, you know, it's perfect. I, can, I have one very strong childhood memory. I was probably around seven o'clock. Uh, seven o'clock, but I was saying seven <laughs> years old. And I just had this so, sort of illumination. I, I was looking at myself in the, the mirror and just something clicked. And I just spent the next week um, just repeating to myself, I exist. It was really weird. It's really hard to explain, but I mean, I, I just started to discover myself, I suppose. It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's when critical thoughts started kicking in. And I mean, it just totally changed my reality. No chance of going back the way I was before. Is that? And by the way, over on the uh, over on the chat, I have not I have not ignored you guys. By the way, I'm I'm keeping track of it. Uh, Stephanie had said nothing cooler than being dead or colder, colder than being dead. Yeah, 
Yeah. Unless, of course, you uh, you specifically write it that you want to be cremated, in which case, I mean, uh, <laughs> go out with a style, I suppose. Dark humor. Leave, leave me alone. That's the best I got right now. Is there anything that we can really do? That's what it really comes down to, isn't it? The like li- I Sorry. said, this hope of what I'm doing, I, I mean, <clears throat> you know, somebody who's stuck in the survive by imitation, you know, somebody older than, I don't know, 18, um, who's stuck in the survive by imitation, you know, they're, they're following the, the status quo and they're quote unquote getting the rewards for doing that. Um, I don't think there's much hope in their changing. So I'm hoping for the next generation. But I mean, it's our, our, it's our education system that has to change. And by education, I don't mean like, uh, you know, technique and stuff like that. Um, it goes deeper than that. I mean, um, people have to understand the effects of what they do on the world around them. And they, they have to be taught responsibility more than anything. Responsibility for one's own survival instead of counting on quote unquote the man to provide everything for you, um, in exchange for following whatever rules they set out. Do you remember way, way back I made, um, an analogy? Um, the hunter in the forest. You know, you, um, imagine a couple kids that were way back in times when, in our hunter-gatherer days. Um, imagine a couple kids coming across a hunter. They're like all alone in the forest and they come across a hunter who's quite experimented in, you know, survival and hunting and stuff like that. And, well, the hunter has a choice of, you know, teaching the kids to survive for themselves and, um, you know, teaching them the, the actual real effect of everything that they, they teach them so that the, the kids can go off and grow up and go off on their own and survive for themselves and, you know, teach other people. Or they could take advantage of the kid's situation and say, oh, yeah, well, you have to rely on me for your survival. I mean, th- this is the pattern, you know, and what's worse when it comes to religion and things like that. The hunter is not only not disclosing real dangers or educating the kids about real dangers in imposing a reliance upon himself. He's inventing new ones that don't exist. Oh, yeah, don't go outside of the clearing because the, uh, the goobledy goober will get you. I mean, the Goobly Goobly is actually a pretty nice guy. I mean, I don't know. That's necessarily so bad. I mean, maybe it's just lonely. He's hungry. Yeah, but whatever, whatever you want, you know, it can be any label you want. But it's, it's for me, it's just the same behavior repeating, the, 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 the same behavior pattern repeating. No, I got you. 
the thing of it is, I don't mm, saying that the education system has to be changed. Again, I was going to kind of react and say no, but because not all of us have turned out to be absolute tools. It's a small minority of the populace that has ended up doing that. But after having been coerced towards it. However, that having been said, yeah, there needs to be. There is, there is always a change that happens in education, the methods of education, because we're still learning how to educate a populace. We're still learning how to do that. And if I can, if I can, if I can clarify on that. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, the, the, the education system as it is, um, you know, it has its merits, but when you take somebody who thinks for themselves, well, it's all about what you take from it and how you use it. Because you can use it as an example of, of rules to follow, like dictate, or you can actually take, um, you know, take what you've learned and use it as a tool to do whatever you want to it, it, it it's all about uh, you know what you take from it i don't know if that was clear it 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 was and it makes perfect sense and, and what we what we take from it like for example you know we can take um for example trigonometry and okay we can come out of the education system perfectly capable of uh you know doing a trigonometry exam but um, when it comes down to like somebody who's, who's thinking of an alternative method to do something, um, even taking that step, somebody actually looking for an alternative method and finding fault with the existing one, or not fault or seeing a lacking or whatever you want to call it, actually taking that step, um, that's something that's not in the education system. Maybe postdoctorate in some cases. Because postdoctorate, uh, by what I see is basically, it's the years you spend unlearning everything that you are unlearning and or questioning everything you learned, everything you learned until the doctorate stage. I, we don't have too much longer, so I, I, I wanna, I wanna pit this to everybody really quickly to, to see about closing. After what Joseph was just saying, I'm kind of wondering, maybe the idea of practical education to go along with all of the other stuff might be helpful for driving home the ideas. As an example, kids will wonder, why do I need to learn trig? Why do I need to learn various what seem to be otherwise inconsequential mathematical concepts? Why do I need to know how to uh, prove a triangle, for instance? 
as a for instance, because there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes along with a, a whole bunch of these different things. To maybe have a practical follow-up, a, let's say, like a, a week-long exploration of having to do a physical labor that is required where whereby the you are required to use what it is that you've learned to put it into practical experience to kind of help drive through the points for i mean there 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 are lots of items where this kind of thing could happen and it's kind of the difference between reading the manual and actually doing the fucking thing yeah it's it's really there, and it comes down to its other cognitive level that you actually realize, your brain realizes that uh, when applied, uh, what you learned actually does shit. Yeah, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to finalize with you guys what what you might think about that. What what did you? <laughs> Tech. <clears throat> I'm not saying that you shouldn't be doing that, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say that um, I am not going to laugh on camera right now. Thank you very much. He's not wrong. <laughs> Didn't say it was wrong. Yet. Probably ever. Yes, there's a whole behind-the-scenes thing that's going on right now, and we're, we're, not, we're not going down into that. So how about you two? Any, any, any comment, on the, any thought on that possibility? Not I'm just tired. <sighs> that's fair. I'm just, I'm tired of selfish mask holes. I'm just tired. I'm with you. And I got nothing to drink, so fuck me, I guess. I'm just wondering how many more people are going to have to die because of these people. You don't even realize that that behavior is killing people. I don't know what's worse. The idea that they don't have any concept of it or that they don't care. They don't care. No, well, I'm, I'm saying... Concept of it, therefore they don't care. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know which would be worse. It's not having, it's not having the concept. It, it's funny because it's at the same time not taking one stuff without even going to the depths. You realize this is, it's not, not taking one stuff series. Not taking any of them. So you see, the rule is not taking responsibility. Yep. It comes down to your responsibility. And it's, Ah, uh, what's that? So 
Yeah, we're um, we're getting we're getting bits and pieces like, of that again. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm doing a file transfer. That'll do. <laughs> um, wait. So Let's you're doing uh, something bandwidth heavy intensive while having a meeting? Just look. No, tech. No, the local network. <laughs> tech. Hey, I have a uh, gigabit e- uh, gigabit Ethernet here. So <laughs> the tech I mean it transfers gigawatt. Tech. Tech. <laughs> Wheaton's rule, tech. Yeah, uh, Wheaton's rule does not apply to IT support. <laughs> if I was to put it all in a nutshell, if I was to describe today's society and lump it into one, some whole and make an average, I would say, and I'm being generous, that society today is 60% amygdala and uh, maybe 20% from the I don't know what the rest is. That makes sense. Yeah, hold on to that. How many people? How many people what? I just pulled up the numbers. Oh. According to World of Meter, according to the two-day-ago data, because I don't trust the bleeding-edge <laughs> information. They're not updating it. The states aren't. Not timely. Hence the reason why the best I can do is two days ago. The best information that we have currently for two days ago for the U.S., three quarters of a million people. Three quarters of a million people dead. And yes, there are people that are going to go ahead and point out, well, what about the people that have recovered? 35 million people recovered. That's, That's a laudable number. And about 30% of them have long-term effects. Mm-hmm. What's going to well, happen in five years? Know that for the- well, we don't They're going to be drawn disability. <laughs> Sorry, Joseph. Go ahead. Yeah. To be honest, and 100% honest, I mean, even those... The vaccinated, we don't know the long-term effects of the vaccination, if there are any. But um, it's a choice we made, usually to a responsibility. Because we know we know of the immediate effects of the illness. And, you know, we have a choice between, you know, wait out the long-term or it's about how our behavior affects others. So those who took the vaccination option actually, you know, care about their fellow human. Yep. And Steph can almost be said that in the vaccination took the leap of faith. (laughs) 
I can't believe that just came out of my own mouth. But I mean, um, you know, but it's not, it's not just that, but I mean, it's just like, um, it's a rational, responsible decision because we're, we're quite aware of how our behavior affects others. Yeah. Some want to call it a leap of faith. Others are going to go ahead and say it's reasoned trust. Yeah. Well, it's a balance and it is, it, and, and the result is a rational, it, it's the result of a rational decision and not just, uh, credulence. Yeah. Well, we know what the effects of COVID are. Well, we know yeah. some of them. Well, yeah, but I mean, we know enough to know that this is not something that you want. Yeah, this is not something to fuck around with. And as Stephanie had pointed out, yes. And then there are those with long COVID, which is what sent me into the hospital for a month, 18 months after I got COVID. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it again. I am so, so glad that we've got you back out again. Because you're well enough to be back out again. It's an important distinction. Um, Tech, was there anything uh, left on the table for you? Um, honestly, anybody at this point who has decided that they're not going to get a vaccine shot, um, and I'm, I'm not lumping the people who literally cannot into these people, the ones who choose not to. You are greedy, uncaring cunts. That's it. You can try to validate your decision however many different ways you want to spin it. But at the end of the day, you don't give a damn about other people. You're a cunt. A fucking child. Because people like this who aren't even responsible for their own survival, you know, they, if they're not responsible for their own survival, if they haven't taken responsibility for their own survival, no, and just dying and following their bullshit, whatever they're just. Joseph, we've got we've got so little coming through on you right now at the moment now. Oh shit! Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you gotta turn your FTP server off. FTP. Okay. File transfer protocol. SF. Uh, yeah. Okay. Who uses FTP anymore? Uh, um, I do. Yeah. Mm. Well, I use SFTP. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think you can take erythromycin for that now. (laughs) Anything left on the table for you, Bridge? No, I was just going to tell Stephanie that, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm glad that you're okay in... you know, let you, let you know that I've got a cousin who's also dealing with, you know, some complications from long COVID, 
long COVID himself. And he you know, was not able to get a vaccine before he got sick. He had an appointment to get a vaccine, but, you know, got COVID first. Almost died, you know, made it out and everything. And, you know, now he's back in the hospital, so. Joy. Yeah. And and uh, what I was saying is is uh, you know the last statistics that I saw, even if you were asymptomatic, about thirty percent of the people who you know have been infected with COVID go on to develop long COVID symptoms. Thirty percent is a lot, and some of those people may end up getting you know sick more sick over time. I mean, we just don't know. If they're going to get worse as time goes on, if they're going to stay the same, but yeah, a lot, a lot of people now are permanently disabled and and not in the workforce and can't go back in the workforce, and who knows if they ever will. Well, we'll get him back in here. And so, you know, to me, you know, if, if there's a vaccine that could keep people from getting as ill, then it's, you know, a, a no-brainer. Get the vaccine. Don't take the risk. You know, because even if you do, you know, recover some, I mean, your life is not going to be the same. It's never going to be what it was. Joseph, you wanna you wanna try one last uh, if if there was any last item for you? No, I think I've talked more than enough for today. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm sorry, I'm always repeating the same shit. But I mean, when you follow the rabbit hole down deep enough, it's the same thing. See now you now you're doing it again. What? You 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 started flaking out again. Do you have something that's actually going on in the background for your connection? Is that what it is? I'm I'm audio challenged since <laughs> uh, what a year and a half now. Sometimes, no matter what headphones. No, it's 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 not the headphones. It, it is. It is sounding as if it is the network connection itself. Okay. All right. I've said my piece for today. Okay. So thank you for having me on. Okay. Let me finish with this. We can't trust all the numbers that we get, as we said earlier. World of Meter is the best storehouse that we've got for the time being. It's not by any stretch perfect. But to hammer the point home, even with what kind of higgery-jiggery number bullshit is going on, according to the yesterday numbers, which again, we can't necessarily trust this. However, the state of California on the left-hand coast of United States 
with a population of almost 40 million people, has 1,767 cases. The great state of Texas at the bottom of the country with a population of 29 million. Not exactly half, a little more than half. They currently have over 3,000 new cases. California, again, remind you, 40 million in their population had 26 deaths reported. This is important. Reported. Because according to these numbers, the number of new deaths in Texas, reminding you, a little over half the population, reported, it's 216. It's almost 10 times higher. There is a massive difference between these groups. As all headed up by people who, for whatever reason, just want to watch the world burn. I don't know what we can do. I don't know how we're going to fix it. But as much as I would like to just believe that the kids coming up are going to be the ones who are going to fix it all, they're also the ones who are coming up and saying, you guys fucked all this shit up, and you're just going to sit back and expect us to fix this shit that you broke? Yeah, there's something to be thought about for that. And it's fair. And God damn it, I want to fix too. I'm one of those people, unfortunately, that just doesn't know how to do it. But I ain't going to stop trying my little piece. Thank you for being with us again tonight, everybody. Hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. Feel us, Stephanie, guys, thank you. Again, as always, please, please, please stay safe. Please stay as healthy as possible. And, you know, I'm just glad to have you guys back with us. Joseph, thank you. You have a good morning and uh, rest well when you can again. Well, I rested last week. You too, sir. No, appreciate and it. And everyone hanging. Stay safe. Yeah, we're trying. Tech, you take care of yourself. Uh, happy trails, safe travels, and uh, thanks for um, trying to get me to smile and laugh on camera. That's going to happen. Good try, though. <laughs> a for effort. <laughs> we might get a kick out of it but you know there, there's a lot of truth in it a lot of good protections could help protect humanity as a whole from very hurtful harmful things caused by a few but we demonize those good things and AIDS runs rampant, HIV runs rampant, COVID runs rampant, you name it.
You have a good night, too. Or morning, I should say. I wasn't quite sure where you're going with the rest of that. Fair enough. There, there's nowhere to go with it. I mean, it's just fact. No, fair enough. Bridget, Han, you're, you know, I, I should just get a, a, a D6 and roll it every week and just find out, okay, how many are you allowed to tell the fuck off this week? Oh, look at that, a natural 20. Go ahead, hit hit anybody you want. Because I've got a pretty good idea as to one of them. Oh, my last employer. Um, All of these right-wing dickheads that are, you know, spreading propaganda and, and showing up at school board meetings, you know, assaulting people and shit because they don't want kids to wear masks because reasons. And... Yeah, the GOP governors who are like, well, you're not going to have any mass mandates in my state and in my schools. I mean, just fuck all y'all. I'm just, I'm, ah, sorry. That's okay. I mean, we think about it, you know, after all this time. They didn't do anything for uh, for kids with guns. Why would we expect that they would care if they were shot one way or the other again? Yeah. But that's a that's a whole other thing. Everybody, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, as always, because it is that time of the season, please remember, as we're coming up onto Halloween, there are going to be some kids that will decide it's going to be cute to throw gourds into oncoming traffic at night. Please be exceptionally careful if you're out traveling on highways with overpasses. If you're going over an overpass and you see something that looks a little weird, there's nothing wrong with being on the other side of the bridge and just waiting with your brakes on. Be surprised how easy it is to get these kids to just move it along. Please be safe. If you'd like to join up with us, we've got our uh, our Discord server, of course, always linked in the show notes. If you'd like to get the audio version of the podcast, take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. All of our contact information is there, too. If you'd like to use the voice line, and, and that would be wonderful, kind of make sure that Google doesn't decide to get rid of us on it. It's 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Please remember over here in the U.S., you do need to be using all phone number digits now because reasons. I know some people are just like, well, what? Why Why would I ever not? You, it, we didn't have to. So just keep that in mind. There's your PSA for the night. We're tired. We're pissed off. We're tired of this. And we're tired of being pissed off. But hey. Next week, we can actually try to have fun. Maybe. We'll see. Regardless, we'll talk to you again at that point. And who knows? Maybe we'll actually be a little bit more upbeat. So, till that next time, we're together, everybody. As always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady. Too many years on later, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Tiny Tribble, happy birthday. 
Until next time we're together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.